T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. It is the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio in studio with us live today. Elliot Shore Parks at the trade deadline desk. And already we got some Sixers moves in the first hour. 215-592-9494. All right, half hour from now, we're going to be joined in studio. It's a big in-studio day. Angelo Cataldi will be with us. Got to talk to him about this uh, Eagles offseason, Sixers stuff. Of course, a lot going on here. Angelo will join us a half hour from now. A lot of reactions. So here's what we have so far. We have the Buddy Heel trade early in the show as the Sixers move on for Morris, Korkmaz, a few second-round picks, and in comes Buddy Heald. And now, just before we went to break, Elliot, Daniel House out, and it's it's uh, we're seeing that maybe they're trying to make some roster move for a, yeah, a local so, guy? So Daniel House is going to the Detroit Pistons. They trade House and a second-round pick to the Pistons, so four second-round picks out today. But as a result of the moves they've made today, they have two roster spots. They've traded out three players, and only Buddy Heald has come back. The speculation is, and I would guess it's pretty strong speculation, is that because they traded house, they're going to have cap space to sign players after this uh, free age, after the deadline passes. And Kyle Lowry, obviously a Philly native, Villanova guy, is believed to be bu- is going to be bought out by the uh, by the Hornets. So the, the thought is they trade house; it gives them room to go and sign Kyle Lowry once he is released by the Hornets. Look, I've always loved Kyle Lowry. I don't think anyone's going to complain that he's going to come home and play. We just probably have temper expectations, right? You know, you think of Kyle Lowry, you think of he at one point he was a great player. He's an All Star four or five times. He received MVP votes at one point. He was, and Maury kind of discovered him early in his career down in Houston. So I, Hugh, I see the connection for for Lowry to play in Philadelphia. Uh, with, with obviously Daryl Maury, but he's thirty seven years old. Yeah, and he a little just, fluffy. Yeah, it looks a little fluffy. <laughs> a little fluffy. I mean, and you know what happens to all of us, man. It happens to the best of us. Yep. But I remember, like he, his, to me, his some of his best seasons was when he played with Demar Derozan. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's a little fluffy. But yeah, you're gonna get something. This is one of those moves that you talk about, Joe. I mean, hold the fort type of situation. Yep. And hopefully, Joel Embiid gets gets healthier, and Tyrese Maxey grows into that that role that we need him to grow into. And just try to stay afloat. Basically, that's what this is. Yeah, it feels like Maury's trying to thread the needle here between, you know, because so far what they've done is move on from second round picks and move on from expiring contracts, like mm-hmm. you mentioned the start of the show, Elliot. But they haven't yet taken on any future money, like the the, the healed thing. Buddy Hield's just here for this year, and if it's let's say Lowry comes as a free agent with the roster opening, that would be a short term one year deal. So they haven't impacted the future at all, except for those picks. Yeah. So if they do bring in Lowry, I think what he would bring for them is a he can be the primary ball handler if needed. He has tons of playoff experience. He's won a championship. So if they are in the playoffs, and I think no matter how bad this crater is, I think there's a 
pretty good chance they will be. He's someone that allows Maxi to move off ball. He can go back to being, you know, the kind of the, the perimeter scorer. So that's what I think Lowry would help. And then Buddy, I mean, by adding Lowry and and Buddy Heald, you have improved the perimeter. Like, really, it's just Maxi right now. Pep Beverly has played well, but I don't think he's someone you want playing major minutes in the playoffs. Melton is dealing with a back injury that's kept him out for a while. So they have improved the perimeter and their guard position for sure so far, if they do sign Lowry, who I agree is kind of cooked, but he is he can still be the primary ball handler. Uh, yeah, he can be. Yeah, and look, it's, so this happens in every sport. I, I don't mind a, a player that's quote-unquote cooked if he could help a little bit. I mean, he was playing 28 minutes with Miami. I, w- I mean, if he plays 15 here, you probably get 15 decent minutes. Go to the phone lines here. Your reaction to everything Sixers so far, should they do more? Should they stop here? And, of course, Hughes Clues, your guess here for a 50-minute Hand and stone massage at facial spa gift card. Sean is up next on WIP. Hey, Sean. Hey, uh, so I just want to say I I love Tyrese Massey. Uh, from the moment he played, like, as a rookie, I, I was like, who's this guy? Who is he? The moment he touched the ball as a rookie, you could see that he has it. Like, he, he plays with the heart. The kid is it. And if you want to keep on calling him a number two that's not good enough, you're not it. Like, stop doing that to this. So oh, hold on. So what? What is he then? He's so if he's mad. not a number two, then what? What? What would he? What would we call him? Uh, would you call Russell Westbrook a number one? No. Not now. I mean, and, talking about back in the and day. probably at the, back in his day, he was a two th- or three, depending on how you viewed him and Harden back together. He called Russell Westbrook a three. Yeah, on a he championship said, he said team. Now, yeah, on a he champ. Said, he said Russell Westbrook is a three now. No, he's a six now. He's a okay, six well, man. He's a six man now. Yeah, yeah. you say he's Semantic. a three back in the day. That a yeah. that's ridiculous. And well, Matthew wait a second. Is, Hold on. How many championships did he? Was he the one or the two one? Zero. Well, the. Westbrook is a selfish player. Maxi has that same quickness and style of play, and he's not a selfish player. He needs to be unlocked. He's one of the greatest strikers. Hey, hold on. He needs to be have. unlocked. There's no one else playing with him right now. Unlock what? They, they've they given him the ball the whole time. He, he stunk the last few games. Un, un, what do but, you mean unlocked? They've given him the keys to the offense. He's the point guard. I'm telling you. No, I know you, you like him. I'm just I'm not sure youngest, what I'm not sure greatest what greatest superstar in the NBA, period. Well hold on. They're gonna be Here. the youngest and the greatest. Joe. I mean, come on. In he what t- league? The said, N- the NBA? You heard him. I'm with him on this. Yeah, you hear me. Are you hurting? I mean, Sean, come on. I mean, like I, I like Maxi a lot, but what do you mean like the best player in the league? Have you ever watched him play, dude? Like look how fast he is. He's like one of the quickest and electric players, but he's just shy and timid. He's when just he shy. has the ball. He's I he's, he's the dude. And he that needs dude. to get, he needs to get harder. And he's that dude, and he, he can be harder. that dude. Can I ask you a question? Why do they lose when he's the no? Is no Embiid if he's so good? Because they like they lose almost every game when it's just was, him out there. He was sick last night. Jeff. Oh, is this the flu or this is the uh, is, cough and cold? I'm telling you, dude. I watched I watched oh. Iverson play in high school. I'm from uh, Hampton Roads, and I watched Iverson play in high school. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. But my eyes. <laughs> I, he's just as fast and 
Like he, he's, Sean, he's a good player. He's an all-star. I just don't know why we have to go to, he's going to be the best player in the NBA. I think he was saying he's the best young player in the NBA. Yeah, He's not. Which is also not true. Anthony Edwards is way better. Thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah, but he didn't, yeah, he didn't say best. But he's not that. He's, he's not as good as Anthony Edwards. He's the best young player in the NBA, period. He's better than Anthony Edwards. Y'all know that's Joe Conklin, right? No, it's, this is all real. This is. Sean, yeah, all right. We, he's we'll, better than Anthony Edwards. Not yeah. a, no, okay. I, I, but, I, you build a, but you build a team around Anthony Edwards or him? Anthony, Anthony Edwards, Edwards might be the best player in the league to build a team around, or like top five Conklin, or something though. like Anthony that. Anthony Edwards without question, Sean. It's not even it's not really? close. Yes. You would build a team around Anthony Edwards and still build a team around Tyrese Matthews. Sean, you realize yes. a team Wait. built around Anthony Edwards is number one in the West. We can't win games with Maxie leading the team. You see that what I'm talking about right now? I'm telling you. There is a difference between what you're talking about, and I'm so excited for the Sixers because we have a bench now. That's the difference between last year's team and this year's team. We have a bench to do 3 and D and to go the distance. They just last traded year, away the bench, the guys. Before, you know, he's doing Morris. Yeah, well, they didn't. We didn't have the bench. They didn't. All right, John, let's get you a guess here. Give, me, give us a guess for Hughes' movie to get you Dune. in the mix for the price. I'm pulling for you, Sean. Dune. <laughs> That's a pretty good like guess, you, man. though, man. I appreciate you. That's I appreciate a, you. What was the guess? Doom. Doom. I Doom. appreciate y'all so much. Uh, Sean, we, we love you, man. I appreciate that, it. So it's not Doom. That is a great guess because the newer version is way better. The, the old version was good, mm. but the newer version is way better because it's, it's more in-depth. Like, you know, it's two parts, and they're coming out with the second part soon. Y'all have got me down my nerd hole now. Uh, but this, the the first movie, it was more in-depth because they went more behind the scenes of the actual characters, like Paul Atreides and his dad and everything. So it was pretty cool. I that like was the, a great guess, man. I like you. That was a genuine good guess from you. You you, you felt that one. It's yeah, it like was. You, it was. It's almost like you wish you, we did go with Doom for I do kind of wish I yeah, did that. I could see to it. Help Sean win because he had some great points. I thought it was Joe Conklin at first, though. No, no, really that did. was that was the world's biggest Tyrese Maxey fan. Am I losing my mind, or is our last caller a little bit too strong on Maxey? A little bit, a okay. little bit. He, I mean, he Anthony, was convicted. <laughs> Anthony he was, Edwards he might be, you know, obviously Jokic, I guess, would be up there begrudgingly. But if you're building a team around, team around any player in the NBA, it might be Anthony Edwards, considering his age and his current skill level. Uh, I agree with that. The yeah. Georgia kid, right from Georgia. From Georgia, yep. yeah. yeah. Oh, he's turned into a, a monster for the uh, the Timberwolves. There. All right, let's go to Matt in Levittown. What's up, Matt? Hey guys, what's going on? Hey um, Matt. I'm I'm just confused with these trades. One, I don't get Buddy. I love Buddy Heald as a player. Um, I don't get the expiring contract part. Where are you, do you want him back next year? And to add on to that, what is the starting lineup with all these trades with Embiid out? Well, that's an interesting question. So, Elliot, when you think of Buddy Heald, let's say Melton is back. Buddy Heald's coming off the bench. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, uh, Batum, I'm assuming, will still start, yep. assuming he's not traded today. So, And you know, obviously, Toby is a big question here, too. Like, Toby, between now and 3 o'clock, could be traded. But if there's no more trades, I think the current starting lineup, frankly, it honestly might be Buddy Heald in the starting lineup over Melton. That's an interesting discussion. But it would be some version of Maxi, Melton, or Buddy Heald, uh, Batum, Toby, and Embiid. And then until Embiid's out, you know, probably still Paul Reed or if they make another trade today. That's that's just my only problem without Embiid. That's a really small lineup, I think, in this league. It is. I would agree with that. No, the, unless they go find a center, it's going to be small either way, right? Like they they need to go find a Drummond or I mean Kelly Olynyk was a name that we threw out, but he was already traded today. It's going to be hard to find it's, that, Matt. Like unless they get an actual center, they're probably going to end up small over the next month and a half or so. 
Yeah, that just relates back to my point with Buddy Heald with the expiring contract. I love Buddy Heald next year on the team, mm. but without Embiid, what is this starting lineup and what can you even do when your tallest player is Paul Reed at, what, 6'9"? Yeah, and your backcourt's small because Maxie's, you know, he, among guards, he's small. Matt, give us a guess here for Hughes Clues. What movie are we talking about? Uh, the last guy took my guess, so I'm going to go with Planet of the Apes. Oh, that's a fun one. That's a that's another pretty good one. Well, it's, it also has the remake element to it. Well, it's a good guess. And that's been remade twice. What, that's what, been remade twice. Where are you on the different ones? You like the original, the, the remakes? <laughs> well, the originals, I think, like <laughs> the original, some of the some of the lives in the originals, they they those dogs would hunt. <laughs> well, you know, it was it was for that time. It, 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 yeah, it flew around that time. Hey, hey, hey. But but you talk about some really really great acting. I, I'm a big Charlton Heston fan back in the day, but boy, were you. You listen to some of those lines that he had in those movies back in the day, but like, ooh. Well, you ever watch just any movie from back then? You're like, they said that? I mean, yeah, that happens no, a lot. But it's great. Movies. It's great when you watch it like you watch something like The Heat of the Night or something like that. Yeah. You're like, ooh. No, it's news. We got news. All right, another piece of news. What do we got, Elliot? Yeah, so actually, not Sixers news. We have Eagles news here. Brian Johnson is being hired by Washington in a prominent offensive role. What does that mean? According to Jeremy Fowler. So not the coordinator. I believe Cliff Kingsbury is the coordinator there. Quarterback, quarterback coach. coach. Quarterback coach. Maybe, you know, assistant head coach, offense coordinator type of thing. But, yeah, he's being hired by Washington. So he will stay in division. Well, and he also is going to have a hand in their obviously their next quarterback. I mean, Washington is the second pick. There's been some mm-hmm. speculation they might try to move up for one for Caleb Williams. But even if they just stay at two, that's, I don't know, Jaden Daniels, Drake May. So. Yep. Hugh, we're not uh, we're not done with talking about Brian Johnson because he has a role in shaping this quarterback, you know, the division's quarterback. Oh, this is going to be exciting to see what that looks like down there for the Commodores with him down there. Brian Johnson versus uh, Vic Fangio next yeah. year. Yeah. Well, also it's a combination. It's Brian Johnson and Cliff Kingsbury, yeah. who could have been here, but it didn't work out that way. They went with Kellen Moore, so that's. Didn't it strike you as as people around the NFL thought higher of him than we did, Elliot? He got a lot of interviews very quickly, but head coaching, offensive coordinator. Now he takes a little step back in terms of whatever his role is, but it's not like he's out of a job. Yeah, and rightfully so. Brian Johnson, if if the Eagles hired a coordinator from a team that last year was top 10 in offense, top 10 in rushing, one of the better passing attacks in the league, was a playoff team, and he was a main play caller, everyone would be excited about that. I think when you're up close and you saw the downfall, I understand the criticism of Brian Johnson, but Brian Johnson is a good coach, and the league has shown that. He's had multiple interviews, and now he lands a job. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think the criticism of Brian Johnson in this town was, was always overblown, much like it was with Gannon. Well, they there. even said it when they kind of like the players said that like he someone had to be a scapegoat right someone yep. had to yep. go someone had to be fired and and he was the one that was fired. Is this the next best thing to Chip Kelly going to the Commanders because now it's Brian Johnson sort of twice a year? Yeah, and King, and the Kingsbury thing because he interviewed here. They in effect they chose Kellen Moore over Kingsbury. It's like we get to follow that thing play play itself out now. David in Westchester, what's up, David? Joe, this is killing me, but I actually 100% agree with you today. David, it's about time. We've been waiting for you to be on the right side uh, of one of these debates. You, you know, every now and then a broken clock is right. So, <laughs> But you you are 100% correct. Um, this team, without Embiid, these moves they're making, um, they're just moves to make moves. Um, they need a shooting guard, but they need a shooting guard when Embiid was healthy. W- without them, they're, you know, the, the team is Embiid. So, yeah, they're a little like you. So. <laughs> But, but, but yeah, so, um, you know, you're, you're absolutely right here. Um, you know, the rest of the people in there today, you know, they're wrong. 
So we'll just take this victory and run with it. Yeah, we will. And and David, so so far I'm not I'm not upset because they I don't think they've done anything to really hurt themselves in the future. They haven't taken on any salary. They haven't traded first Ooh. round picks. It's almost like it feels like Maury's trying to thread the needle between realizing they probably can only go so far this year, but not trying to give up on the season for the coach, for the players, for if MB can come back. So I I am I will accept what he's done so far, but he better be careful, David. I don't want to trade away first-round picks before the end of the day. Let, let's have a, a big-picture view on this well, thing. Why wouldn't you trade away first-round picks if you can get elite young players to come in here beyond this year? Because I want to keep my options open for the summer, unless it's someone I love. Like, I don't love Murray as much as you guys do. So, I mean, he's fine, but I, I'd rather keep options open for the summer for a better player or a possible trade. Like, there could be a player this who's summer. The, who's the last great player to be available in free agency? Like, like, what player? I agree with you. Players pop up all the yeah. time, but LeBron James, LeBron James, yeah, LeBron James, but he was always going to the Lakers. So yeah. I'm thinking beyond just regular free agency. Like, there's so, there's going to be someone out there this summer, like Lillard last year, who says I want out, and the Sixers will have all these first round picks and and full cap room to just absorb the player. That's that's appealing. Yeah, to so me. you're waiting for something, and I get the logic in that to an extent. But there's players available right now. Like Murray can help this team right now. Embiid, look, who knows if he'll be back? But if he is, you go to the playoffs with a lineup of Embiid, Maxi, Murray. They have Buddy Heald now, uh, Batum. In this theory, Not in a this bad case, lineup. maybe yeah. Like you have a chance there. I think you're just you're overlooking the chance they have to win this year. I am. Well, because I don't. And you're also giving up on I, a, a year of Embiid in a way. Yeah. yeah. Like, now, I, if he was healthy, it's different. I mean, he's not healthy right now, David. So I have to factor that in. Yeah, Elliot's wrong here because they have they have a good lineup, but it's not a championship lineup by any stretch of the imagination. Well, I have a question for you though. Like they were twenty eight okay. and six when Embiid was healthy. So if we're right. gonna if we're gonna say that if Embiid's back, because obviously if Embiid's not back, none of this matters to an extent in terms mm-hmm. of winning a championship. Exactly. But if Embiid right. if Embiid is back, they very mm-hmm. clearly have a lineup that can win a championship. Chip in the chair, man. Chip in the chair. Yeah. So so you're counting on a an injury prone player who is always hurt. Yep. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's. I'm telling you right now, it's not going to happen. Yeah, but um, you can help you yourself know. by adding talent now. Like I think the Buddy yeah. Heald thing helps them, right? If they add yeah, Kyle I th- I Lowry, think I think there's some benefits. Yeah, but you but you and yeah, Joe are saying you want to punt on the year. So I also think that 28 and six is a little bit Eagles 10 and one ish. I don't. Right. I don't. That they had the best net rating in the I know, NBA. But they played it? a lot of. They played a lot of Wizards. They played a lot of Pistons. They played a lot of Hornets early in the season. Like the, look at their schedule the next three weeks. They didn't play those teams early. I. I um. I mean, they already played the Celtics three times. They did play the Celtics. They but, played the Bucks. They. I mean, they've played. They played some of the better teams. I know, but look, their they schedule. Played the Thunder. Their schedule involves more of the better teams moving forward. I. I, I don't. Like I just don't think they're a championship team, so I'm not willing, especially with Embiid hurt, to go further. David, give us a guess here for Hughes Clues. Well, it should be Dune, so you should give that guy to, that actually answer. I like why, that. Why, it why, did, why it should be Dune? Though, people I'm like curious. because Dune, Dune is a the remake is really good. I, I, and I totally agree. And and yeah. we, if you were paying attention on the line, I said, "Damn, I should have picked that one." Yeah. But that was I, not I, Hughes, that Hughes I got regret on this one. <laughs> you absolutely should say that. But I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Dead Seven because that's the boy band sci-fi Ooh. movie. Dead Seven. Have you seen that one? Nope. Neither have I. Good guess though, David. Uh, so Dead Seven is not it. I, every time we do this, I, I need to look that up though, because I'm curious now. What is Dead Seven? What is Dead Seven? Do you have a running list of movies, or usually when you something pops up, you watch it, or you're like, "Oh, I gotta watch that one," because you uh, watch a lot of movies. I do. It, it all depends. Like lately, like I like the movie a couple of weeks ago, Saltburn. Mm. That was pretty good. Kyle looked at me like I was good and crazy after he watched. Was it. that the one you guys was, tried to convince me by saying yes. it was different? And I'm like, I'm not gonna watch this. Yeah, it was different. It was different. But you still should watch it. It was a great movie. Uh, 
It was uh, it was a great movie. Well, it was, I, yeah. you watched it, Elliot? of course. Yeah, it was a great movie. I it was watching, it was different though. I am watching something different right now on Netflix. That's kind of weird, but I'm I'm into it. It's uh, called Fool Me Once. It's about a woman. Oh, who, have it's you a Harlan Coben one, right? I, yes, based off a book. What, yeah. what she, what so she it's a woman whose husband uh, was murdered, mm-hmm. but then after his funeral, she keeps seeing him, and the and then as you go through, there's a there's a feeling that it's either she's going crazy mm-hmm. or he's actually alive and the whole thing was staged. Gotcha. I'll tell you what else you need to probably watch. What do you got? The Griselda Blanco uh, documentary. Well, is it a documentary? No, it's a, Not a documentary. Um, well, yeah, no, because, like well, no, because her, her son, uh, what's her name? Uh, Vito Corleone or which one? No, she named him after one of the Corleones. Okay. I mean, but anyway, it's based on a true story. It's ba- like he, yeah. he it's like was, Narcos with Pablo Escobar. Because right. he was trying to sue Netflix for using some of the footage that oh. they gave him or something like that. It was like, I, I might have the story wrong, but one of her son's last names is Corleone something. Blanco or whatever. It, it is good. I've watched so it's a few really episodes good. of it's it. It's really yeah. good. And that Sofia Vergara is like the star and how they, they kind of made her. They tried to make her look like... Uh, Griselda Blanco, they didn't do a That's good That's a job. different kind of role for her. She doesn't yeah. do those kind of uh, stuff. Yeah, it was it was really good, man. It was really, really good. All right, let's talk to Scott and King Approach. What's up, Scott? Hey, guys. Hey, good Scott. To you. you too, buddy. So, what are you feeling? So, you know your call's going bad when you hear Hugh kind of heckling you in the background under his breath <laughs> every word that you say. So, hopefully that won't happen here. Um, no, I, I think like you're good. Scott. You're probably good. You're probably good. So. All right, just checking. I, I like the Buddy Hill tra- trade. Um, I like bringing in shooters. I know JoJo's not going to be back this year to play with him, but I think you get a good look at him, and you get a good look at if he's a good fit. And I think if he is a good fit, like I think he will be, I think there's a chance that he gets resigned and then bring him back. So. I, I like this deal. I think it helps now, and it has the potential to help in the future. And you didn't really give anything up. Yeah, Scott, I think uh, the heel idea is an interesting one, that he'll be back, that he could be a six-man next year, shooter next year. And if you think about what they could acquire, like, all right, they have Maxi, they'll have him beat. If they get, uh, let's say, a, a guy that replaces Tobias, a Pascal Siakam, like, healed would fit with that, Elliot, well, like, into the thing, future. One thing yeah. this helped with is the Sixers are one of the lowest teams in the league in three-point attempts, which is obviously yep. the most important shot. 27th in, in, in the yeah. league, I think. Uh, since 2017, um, uh, only one player in the NBA has made more three-pointers, and that's Steph Curry. So he, he, is, he is one of the most prolific and best three-point shooters in the NBA. Do you, think that there, do you think that there's been a player that has been more rumored to be traded to a Philadelphia team than him over the past, I don't know, what, five, six years? Yeah, I've worn Buddy Heald on the Sixers pretty much since he was draft eligible. He was at yeah. Oklahoma, yeah. 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 No, he, he, Scott, it's, it's a really good point. No, we've talked – I feel like his name for him being a, you know, a solid but not great NBA player comes up more around this time of year or in the summer than any of those kind of players. Scott, give us a guess here for Hughes Clues. What movie are we talking about? All right, so Hugh and I are about the same age, and this is a recent remake, and I'm, I, I'm pretty sure I heard a voice inside my head that maybe it was Hugh. I don't know. Maybe he mentioned it on the air, but I think it's Godzilla. Oh, that's, that's another good guess. Not it, but a good one. All right, oh, Hugh, okay. it's a good guess. Scott, uh, good, good, good call there. Hugh, I think you should give everyone a second clue now. We have Angelo coming in a few minutes, so we'll do a little segment with Angelo, and we'll get back to all the phones. But why don't you give people a second clue now so they could kind of Think about it before we get back all right, to the calls. All right, let you get, give you something to think about. The first one was this sci-fi remake was better than the original. Like it. And this movie 
set VHS records. Well, that gives you a little sense of the yeah, time period. Yeah, a little context clues right there. Context clues. Probably was not. Probably didn't come out. You know, last year if we're doing the VHS no, thing. All right, two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Time to get to on the show. We will get to some Eagles and the anniversary of today. What it means as we look forward with the team. Elliot's at the breaking news desk on all things Sixers. Buddy Heald is in. Probably more to come. Angelo Cataldi going to join us next. I wonder what he thinks about the idea of Andy Reid becoming the greatest coach of all time. We'll discuss it all. 215-592-9494. Midday Show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sick and tired of achy joints? Yeah, me too. That's why I went to QC Kinetics. And you guess what, everybody? My knees are feeling so much better. It used to be an issue when I would sit in this chair every day and try to get up out of it, you know, getting up, you know, standing up and everything, and my knees was creaking and everything. But that's not anymore because when I went to QC Kinetics yesterday, I got my 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 procedure and everything. My knees feel so much better, so much so that I think I will run in that, that marathon. Might do the Broad Street run. Looks like that might be in my future. It feels so good. My knees feel so good. And if you work out – this would be a great workout. This would be a great plan for you. This is not a Band-Aid that I'm talking about, folks. This is a revolutionary treatment that can get you back in the game. Your body has what it needs to, to heal and repair itself. And at QC Kinetics, they can make that happen for you. This is no drugs, no surgery, and there's no downtime. The future of pain treatment has arrived. Hundreds of board-certified QC Kinetic providers have treated a ton of satisfied patients all over America. And you could be one of them. Hip pain, back pain, any pain associated with arthritis or any injury that you have. Give my friends at QC Kinetics a call at 215-999-3000. 215-999-3000. One more time, 215-999-3000. QC Kinetics, check them out. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Midday Show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, Elliot Shore Parks in the breaking news booth. On NBA trade deadline day, Buddy Heald to Sixers, any more to come, we will talk about. But we're joined right now in studio by a special guest, Angelo Cataldi. Angelo, stay away. welcome back. Bored. He's this, getting bored. I know. Hugh was, he was, he was saying you'd be back. I mean, he's been saying this. See, I work with Douglas a number of years <laughs> on the morning show, and even there, he often twisted the truth mm-hmm. like he is doing right now. <laughs> I am more than delighted to be retired, fellas. I am merely back at the old homestead. Because I'm doing some spots for a gentleman I met in the book loud, which I'm not. I, the book tour is over, so I'm not trying to sell that. But it is available on AngeloCatali.com and Amazon. Uh, but uh, a guy named uh, Dr. Leon Rosenberg came along, and he had heard, he read the book, and I got a whole bunch of emails from people who were dealing with the things I was dealing with during the time I was on the air, and that was uh, clinical depression, anxiety, stuff like that. 
And uh, he is doing, he does some brilliant work in studying, you know, what's going on and how to help people. And he works with people. He's a psychiatrist. And uh, I'm doing some spots for him. So that's what brought me back to old WIP. And it's great to be back. Well, we're glad to have you. And you said they're twi- twisting the truth. I mean, Angela, you taught us to do that. I mean, <laughs> we're just doing what you laid the groundwork. So we're, we're just trying to, you know, do what you did. Angelo, there's a lot going on here in Philadelphia sports. We'll get to the Sixer stuff and, and Sirianni being retained with new quarters. But, Angelo, I got to ask you, you're here on a week that Andy Reid is back in Your the Super Bowl. Your favorite coach ever. So let me throw this at you. W- where do you lie on, on this premise that if Reid wins this one, and he coaches for, I don't know, five don't more years. Do don't if, do that. Coaches favorite, for five, favorite coach five ever. more years with yeah. Patrick Mahomes, wins, I don't yeah. know, a couple more. That, you know, when this is all said and done, Reed goes down as the greatest coach in pro football history. <laughs> Look at him cringing I know, already. I see it. Oh, greatest coach. <laughs> don't do that, Jesus. I see the First path. All, I see it. It seems to me that Pat Mahomes should go down as the greatest coach in, 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 in uh, <laughs> NFL history <laughs> since he won all these. Reed didn't win a damn thing when. But he um, taught him. When, when you, Douglas's <laughs> buddy, Donovan McNabb, was here, right? So I guess once he had a guy who knew how to do, who knew how to manage the clock without worrying about Reed on the sideline, who knew how to call the right place, how to improv on the biggest moments, then he was okay. Now, he is getting way too much credit. The only thing that's holding me back but fully hating him is I do like Taylor Swift and I enjoy seeing her up in the box. Oh, so you're, you're into this Chiefs thing then? I am. So you, no, uh, I'm not into oh, the Chiefs thing. But uh, who are you rooting for on Sunday? I'm rooting for... Uh, Come I on! Hate the night of the Debo's. Well, that means you ready for Kansas City, right? Kansas City, Reed, Kansas City, and Reed. I I may place a wager, and I'll root on whoever that is. Oh, I'm okay. Still looking at the numbers, but <laughs> let me just say, my hatred for Andy Reed has not diminished one iota in the past year. Not one iota, and I still he ruined my retirement. You understand? I was going to leave the day of the parade where the Eagles won, and they were up ten. And then he won. Damn it. Angelo, do you think there's any chance that he'd be doing this if he stayed here? You know, he could have drafted no. Mahomes here. No. He, he drafted him. He was four, was he? Four and 12. Four and 12 that last year. No, he's done. They, they, the real, like, he, wherever Mahomes went, Mahomes is going to win these. But what if he Mahomes, drafted him here? He wouldn't have. Okay. I don't believe he would have. I don't know. It would have been nice. We could have all loved Mahomes. I know. That would have worked out. It would have been awesome. That would have been great, but it didn't happen. And and now I would just like uh I would like him to retire so <laughs> then I can really retire because my hatred for him has never abated. I understand Not one that. Bit. All right, then you'll enjoy this. This clip came out a couple of days ago. Sante Samuel, who signed here, you know, all those yep. years ago and was a really good player. He was talking about the Reed and McNabb thing here in Philadelphia. And what struck him when he signed, left the Patriots, came to Philadelphia. Listen to Sante Samuel, because he puts a lot of blame on both Donovan and Reed for how it happened. And he run the play with nobody out there, no defense or no one. And the guy just say he runs a dig, 10 yards and in. Donovan McNabb throws the ball into the dirt and doesn't make and doesn't complete the pass. So these things would go on a lot in practice, and no one would say anything. And so now I'm just sick of the dirt passes. It is driving me. Crazy. So I to the light alone, go upstairs. Hey, Coach Reed, I got to talk with you, man. I just got a problem out there at practice, Coach Win. What about when you're out there calling plays and quarterback? He's, he can't complete the ball with no one out there. He's throwing the ball in the dirt. And, and Coach Reed looked at me in my eyes and said, Sante, it's your job. It's your job to discipline and reprimand 
any of the players on the team. That's y'all jobs. The leaders take care of that. I was so confused. I was looking at Andy like, <laughs> so you're not going to say nothing? Angel, your reaction. Asante spilling the beans there. The Donovan in practice making mistakes. Andy not correcting him. Uh, he said this last week, did he? Uh, this was okay. earlier this week or last week on a podcast. Yep. Uh, I'm not the program director here. He's got a slot on my <laughs> WIP. Uh, uh, he's on the show. He's on some show. That is a truth teller. That's what you call keeping it real. That's no, he, all he kept it real. True. That's a hundred. Is that not true, Douglas? I look at it like this because a lot of times, and I understand where Asante's coming from, and and I understand his indictment of Coach Reed. But a lot of times, and we've heard this especially this year, when you talk about guys police the locker room and losing the locker room and things of that nature, there's only so much the coach can do. And when I look at Asante Samuels in the time that he was here in Philadelphia. There is nothing nobody on this team could have said to Asante Samuels that if if he put the hammer down that they wouldn't have followed him because he was a Super Bowl champion at right. that point. So I, I I I understand where Coach Reed is coming from when he says you need to police Donovan. Right, I do understand here's, that. Here's the thing I want to understand. I want to apply this to what just happened with the Eagles. All right, mm-hmm. they had as great a leadership core as a team could ever have. They had Brendan Graham. Fletcher Cox, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson. Mm -hmm. Pillars of the organization for over a decade. And they still fell apart. Should I be blaming those players for the fact that the culture went to hell? Or should I blame the coach? You know what, Angelo, to your point, I think that because either they did not, well, they allowed the behavior because they didn't say anything. So I think there is some some blame to lay on the players. You know why? Because there was a lot of guys that used innuendo okay. when they talked about it. Because we heard it in the paper when, when you had these anonymous quotes and everything like that. Like sometimes you have to do things, in my opinion, that are uncomfortable. And I, and I said this to Joe when we started, hearing question, we started hearing stuff leak out the locker room. I said somebody needs to have an uncomfortable moment and somebody needs to probably get slapped across the lips. There needs to be a moment where somebody needs to step up and say, this is not where we're going. And we need to correct this. And nobody did it. So, yeah, to, to a certain extent, I do blame the player. Sounds like he's letting Sirianni off the hook, yeah. letting Reed off the hook. There's one more part of this. Kyle, let's hear the other part of this with Asante Samuel. He basically says if Reed did a better job, Andy, there'd be, there'd be another Super Bowl here. Let's listen to it. We're in the, we're in the, we're in the NFC Championship in Arizona. I can never forget. It was about three plays. Don, Deshaun Jackson was straight. Wide open, run, ran right past everybody. And just like practice, the ball fell short right into the dirt on like three plays that were touchdowns. And we would have won the game easily. All he got to do is hit Deshaun Jackson two out of the three times, maybe one out of the times, and it changes everything. I mean, he was so wide open, man, he would still be running for a touchdown. So Andy Reid would have won more Super Bowls if – we were able to apply more discipline to Donovan McNabb. Mm. We were able to 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 hold him accountable more and not treat him like a baby. That hits. That hits oh, at no, the end there. That and, hits. And, and there is some – and I will say this. There is some truth to that. But when you get to a point where, you know, you've, you've let the inmates run this island for so long and you bring in – you're trying to bring in somebody that's going to be – a help hold everybody accountable. Yeah. That's why you bring in a guy like Asante Samuels because he oh. has the rings. He has – He's been somewhere that you're trying to get. So I get that. But, yeah, to your point, oh, Coach kind of let that, that whole thing go. See, even though I'm retired, my brain still thinks like 
Let's have a big moment. Yep. Here's what you need. And I'm telling you, I guess uh, that smack-ass McNabb, he goes on the <laughs> afternoon show, right? He does afternoon McNabb show. McNabb does a spot now, with the afternoon show. you got to book him, and you got to play those cuts for him and listen to him squirm as basically a teammate of his is saying he wasn't a winner. Oh, that is delightful Saying he radio. cost them a delightful championship. radio. That's Unbelievable. That's, that's strong. Hell, somebody get McNabb on the line. I want him to hear this stuff. Can we get that McNabb and Asante at the same time? Now oh, that... and then, no, you backdoor yeah, McNabb. Right. We don't, he doesn't know he's on. Yeah. No, and they go, oh, wait a minute, Donovan. Look who just called in. Asante Samuel. I don't know if Asante wants that. Hugh, I think you got to set this one up. Y'all here. haven't seen Donovan lately. Donovan been working out. Donovan, Donovan, yeah, yeah Donovan. About pretty, time pretty he got jacked. in shape. See, Jack's he fluffy. Shape, he no, here. He's not fluffy. Oh, he's Jack. He's definitely not fluffy. All right, yeah. Angelo, speaking of coaching oh, and leadership, man. what's your take on uh, how the Eagles have assembled this coaching staff? That they, they, wow. they parade Sirianni out there two weeks ago. Yep. They, they tell us the nine-day wait was because there was snow and they got home late from a game, not that they were deciding <laughs> whether to keep the guy or not. And then they basically tell us he's not in charge of the offense anymore. He's just here. Kellen Moore is now going to be the guy. What do you make all this? I don't know what just here means. He is. Uh, we here's what we know. Sirianni has no authority over the offense. In fact, Kellen Moore is picking his own staff. Right. So the head coach has nothing to do with the offense. We already know he's a lousy uh, a play caller because Sirianni demoted himself from that two years ago, three years ago. All right. So we know he's not doing that. He doesn't do defense. All right. He said his offense, by the way, was stale. So how, Douglas, how did your offense get stale in three years? With one of the best quarterbacks in the game, unless you're basically saying there's no creativity left in your yeah, brain. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that because right. especially when you talk oh. about the uh, the bye week. Right. M- normally, when you go into the bye week, you do a self evaluation, self scout yourself, and you try to make sure that you don't have certain tendencies right. that teams tend to pick up on. And it just never seemed like this team evolved at any point. Once they got to that, after they got to that ten game plateau. It never seemed like they evolved at all. They did and the not. biggest issue we had for weeks was the fact that we couldn't pick up a blitz for nothing. Couldn't pick one up. Nothing. And that's the coaching. All he's right, the so head coach. He does. So he's no good on offense. He's no good on defense. He's not going to do anything with special teams, right? Oh, well, he'll do a lot of the big decisions in the moment. No, he won't. The Eagles use the analytics, and the head of that department happens to be the son of the owner, uh, uh, Julian Lurie, so he's not going to make that fourth and two. Let me see what Julian's chart says. Okay, we'll go for it here. That guy's up. So it comes down to culture. How did that work out yeah, this that year? Yeah, that went bad at the end so of the season. So explain to me exactly why he's here. Well, he tried to explain. Angela, have you ever heard a question answered like this? Because I never have. It's not just the question, which in itself is kind of like, wow, this was yeah. asked. But the answer, he says, I guess. He doesn't even know. Listen, this was when they brought him back and they have the press <laughs> yeah, conference. Basically, what do you do around here? The offensive coordinator is going to be in charge of the offense and the defensive coordinator is going to be in charge of the defense. What is your role going to be? The head coach. You know, the football what team. does that entail? How how does it change? Yeah, um, I guess what you know it'd be this very similar to what's going on right now. Um, you know, does that mean I'll sit more into defensive meetings at times? Maybe right instead of always being in an offensive meeting. Maybe I go to a defensive meeting here and there. Um, but my job is to be the head coach of the team, not the head coach of the offense, not the head coach of the yeah, defense. Yeah, I've, co- I've heard enough here. Oh I've He God. said, I Ma- guess. He maybe. doesn't right. even know. Right. Joe, you asked me a question just before we came out that was a great question. You said, what was the worst news conference? 
Jones, the one he did the first when he was mm-hmm. here, or the one he did then? The answer is that one. And that's <laughs> saying something. I'm going to tell you something. There was a moment in that, and I got an 82-inch screen, high definition, right? Ooh. And I know nice he's humble, a humble brag. Humble while brag. he was doing it, no, I, I, let me tell you, I'm high tech. And, and, I mean, and, Hugh's going to be coming over for f- football. And here's why I can really identify this stuff. So I'm going. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually humming. He got no strings. No <laughs> Pinocchio. And, and I'm going, let me see if his nose grows at any point during a news cut. And somebody asked him if it was his decision to demote, decide, mm. and, bring in, and bring in Patricia. And he said, yeah. One and one quarter inch, <laughs> his nose grew when he said that. See, on our TVs, we couldn't see that. Yeah, no, we don't have that high def. No. You got to have is, a high def TV to see that. This is puppetry to a whole new level here. That man is a complete puppet to the uh, the ownership. Uh, I got to ask one other thing, though, because I'm a little out of the loop on it. Mm-hmm. So it took nine days to hold this news conference. Remember, right? there was snow one day, so that uh, changed. Snow one day. <laughs> but didn't the owner, who has to sign off on all this, after the Eagles had imploded in Tampa, where did he go? He, he went to go shopping. pick up a Yakata. He picked up a Yakata. Now, look, I am not here to denigrate the crack PR staff <laughs> of the Philadelphia Eagles, all right? But that seems like a bad look after I your agree. team. After your team collapses, you get on your private jet and fly to St. Martin to purchase. Multi multi billion dollar yacht. I'm I'm not I'm not trying to defend Mr. Lurie, but I I would assume that if you're ordering a Yakata, then you 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 probably ordered that months ago, and and that was the delivery date. But wait, but he set the, he set the delivery date the day after they're going to get eliminated. Tells me he yeah. knew the team sucked. See, so don't do that. He don't said, don't oh, do we'll that. Be done late we're out. <laughs> Second round. We're not going. Or there. maybe he thought that this team was going to get it together. And that they right. <laughs> oh a bye week maybe all right I see you what know, you're going with here. Is, no I'm just saying yeah. you, you, sp- order, you like to spin no things. I'm not spinning it it's no. both, now I got I'm getting no. from both sides no. today listen to me you're a bigger lap dog now than see, you I knew, when I worked see I knew it was coming I knew it, it was, was inevitable no I'm just trying to say that maybe the the, the timing of him ordering oh. it was was just kind of like he had to pick it up on that day Here's, maybe let me give you an alternative theory in 30 years as the owner here. No one has ever said no to Jeff Lurie. No one has ever said, Jeff, you might not be right this time. So he does whatever the hell he pleases. He's totally out of the loop of the fan base, which was all we were all suffering when that collapse finally finished and that debacle in Tampa. And he's out checking yachts. Yeah, that was. Not a good luck. And then they roll out and they say the snow caused a nine-day delay. That's what they did. All right, let's take some uh, calls while Angelo's here. Did we see the yacht, though? Was it a nice yacht? We didn't see the yacht yet. Let me look and see if I can find pictures on the internet. You will search that. The whole front end is made with personal (laughs) seat licenses. Yes. Everyone listening's money was was used on that yacht. Let's talk to Ken, who's at Cinemits. And hey, Ken. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you today? Hey, Ken. What's up? Well, first of all, um, that just uh, Jeffrey's little shopping trip just proves that billionaires' priorities are in a place where none of us will ever uh, will ever be able to understand. So, um, Angelo, I hope you're enjoying your retirement because I want you to stay there. Okay. Um, you know, listen, 
You couldn't have found a more objective critic of Donna McNabb to come on and talk about Donna McNabb than Angela. When I think of Him objective and, uh, takes on Donna, I, mean, I think of exactly Angela. Yes, right about. down the middle. <laughs> I, I, him, we, him, and thir- him and thirty other him and thirty other idiots went up to New York to boo the drafting of the the most prolific quarterback in the history of the franchise because they wanted a running back instead. Well, I believe I believe a- I believe the booing was for not drafting Ricky Williams. Am I right about so, that? That is a hundred percent. You need Semantics. to read my book, Ken. You're not informed. We went up there at the You're behest right. of our mayor. We were just doing what You're- the mayor wanted. Being good citizens is what I think we, we call that. Being good citizens. <laughs> so, so doing anything football related at the, hest, at the behest of Ed Rendell is not a strong argument. Um, <laughs> it's and, best and, I got. And, you know, <laughs> you're going to spend the rest of your life trying to justify why you went up there and booed the guy, um, so that you'll you'll latch on any criticism of you can. The fact is that he's the most prolific quarterback in the history of the franchise. Uh, I actually sat next to Ricky Williams on a on a flight from Vancouver to Los Angeles a few years ago, and actually that came up in the conversation because I said to him, "I'm not sure if you know this, but you're you're a big star in Philadelphia for a lot of different reasons." <laughs> That's funny. That is. And Did he, he have any idea? And he he knew all about it. And his exact words to me were, "He was a great player. I don't understand how he's not in the Hall of Fame." Wow. Now, that's a legitimate conversation to have, right, one way or the other. But to spend the rest of your life trying to say, A, we didn't really boo the guy, right, on the biggest day of his life, like he's going to be able to differentiate, well, they're not booing me, and B, trying to watch on to any criticism you can find to justify the fact that you and 30 other stooges went up there to the draft to to boo the drafting of, of, of Don McNabb. But here, we're, but here right. it is. We're Hold still on. talking about I would it. Like to, I would like to, uh, first of all, it was not 30 stooges. It was 29. I was the 30th stooge. <laughs> That's number one. I'm sorry. I want to clarify that. And furthermore, I did personally, face-to-face, apologize to McNabb several times. The only reason I retracted the apology is he did not seem uh, open-minded if you will. Mm. I Let me tell you something right now, Ken. That kid worked his ass off to make it to the NFL. He was the second pick in the entire draft. And he walked out and got basically blindsided by a boo he did not deserve. All right? I want to be clear on that. I, I, I said it in a book, and I'll say it now. It was bad the way it worked out. But he, at some point, needed to move on from that Instead of carrying around a grudge or being so sensitive, he would have been a more successful quarterback if he were less sensitive in a city that takes everything that happens on the Eagles incredibly seriously. Ken, it's, it's a but it was fair stupid. debate and phone call. Ken, if all you needed, if you needed me to say it was stupid, I now fully acknowledge to you it was one of the dumbest things that has ever happened in the fan base of Philadelphia. And yet we're still talking about it 24, See, 25 years later. to it like a radio guy, and I guess as long as you get attention, it's good. No, I feel horrible. Do you really feel horrible, though? I did for a while. Now I've got over it. Well, you know what? <laughs> I mean, Time yeah, heals all yeah, wounds, happened, you. Happened, I got over it. All right, listen, let's, let's grab one more. Chris in Northeast Philly. Angela was right all along. It's like the opposite of the Ken call. What's up, Chris? <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Chris, what's what are you thinking? On? Hey, Angelo, uh, you, Joe, Angelo, what's up, guys? Um, so, yeah, I guess uh, today kind of proves that, that um, and normally, Angelo, I, I normally, with your sports takes, I tend to get frustrated sometimes, but, you know, I got to give you your props. You know, 
back in 2016, you sat here on the, in the morning and you screamed that the Sixers should have taken Buddy Heald over Ben Simmons. And I guess today proves that, you know, you were right all along, I guess. Well, I, I got to be honest with you, Chris. Now you're talking about the sport I'm the best versed in, mm. and that's basketball. NBA guy. And I had done extensive film study of Buddy Heald. I had watched uh, one or two of the NCAA games that year. I remember one time yeah. I came in, you were just grinding Oklahoma tape. And I was like, what are you oh doing? Oh, my actually? God. Yeah. That's all I do. I grind. I grind. <laughs> oh, I do. I had to replace my uh, my computer because it was overused. Mm. But uh, in the end, no, Buddy Hill, I fell in love with him in the tournament that mm. year. And, and, uh, and I hated Simmons from day one because Simmons just had that aura that I'm better than you. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm not fully committed to this job, even when they pay me $100 billion. So I was right about that. I'm thrilled they got him. I just don't know that it's going to matter unless Embiid somehow heals miraculously and could be Embiid in the playoffs. Yeah, that's what they need. That's all it's going to be. Chris, give us a guess here for Hughes Clues. What movie are we talking about today? All right, Hugh, how about uh, based on the clues? I'm going to go out Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd. Oh, that was another good guess. Yeah, you're giving Hugh future Hughes clues yes, potential. that was a good guess, but no, that was not it. Not it, Chris, but we appreciate it. All right, Ansel, we appreciate you uh, hopping in. And again, you were doing a spot today for who? Dr. Leon Rosenberg, who's actually standing right there. If you need, because I noticed during the break you're a little down yourself mm. there, Joe. Uh, maybe you talk to Dr. Leon. I will. He's a nice guy. Uh, he is a great guy. And i got to tell you something. It's 866-DOC-LEON, and we'll be doing some spots for him that you'll be hearing in the weeks and months ahead. Great stuff. And thank you, guys. Great to be back at the old homestead. Appreciate you having us. Have you'll you, you'll be back. In. Yeah. I'm not Douglas. This is <laughs> He's it. calling it again. Douglas, you'll this be back. This is it, Douglas. Oh, yeah, you'll uh, we'll, be we'll back. We'll see you soon, Angelo. see my face again. That's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> Wait the football season Yeah, he'll be starts. back. All right, Angelo, have a great one. Enjoy rooting for the Chiefs and Taylor Swift on All Sunday. Right. All We'll come back. Your phone calls, use clues. More on the Sixers trade deadline day. And, of course, some Eagles as well. That's next. Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Last year at the Super Bowl, Rob Gronkowski went wide left on FanDuel's Kick of Destiny. Now he's back for Kick of Destiny 2. And this time you can play along. All you have to do is choose if Gronk will make or miss. Get your free pick in right now because if you're right, you'll win a share of $10 million in bonus bets. Everyone can get in on the action when Gronk takes a shot at redemption before Super Bowl 58. Whether your team make or team miss, just head to FanDuel Sportsbook to get your pick in. It's absolutely free. Then tune in before the game to see Gronk's kick live. You'll win a share of $10 million in bonus bets if you're right. New to FanDuel? Just visit FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.